0: Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I'm joined by Amanda Loudon. Hello, Amanda. Hey, Sarah. How are you? Good. How about you?
1: I am good. Um, we're living the, the full pandemic experience right now. We've got um, me doing the podcast. I've got uh, Adam, my son. He's, he's doing his remote internship. And uh-huh. then Audrey is over in the corner on her computer taking remote driver's ed. So... <laughs> oh. We're straining oh the Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh.
0: Well, I don't know which to ask about well, first. I'm going to go with Audrey's thing because, um, Phoebe, who's 18, uh, still is learning to drive and I, we've just been really bad about taking her out. And so I've been thinking about, you know, signing her up.
1: I mean, what is, is, is there any in-person component to it? Um, it, eventually, um, she will have to do six hours of, um, driving instruction with an instructor, Mm -hmm. but in Maryland, at least like, right. Um, she can't get a permit until August Mm -hmm. and then she'll still have, um, like nine more months before she can get her license. So we'll have nine months between Um, her and getting her license to get those six hours in. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. So
0: you have a much longer runway. Yeah. Yeah. What is yours? Well, so Phoebe got her permit like days before the DMV closed in March. Okay. And it's just, main thing is, is that um, we're allowing her to um, remain in her nanny job and she takes care of um, a six-year-old and his, um, he has brother and sister who are twins who are three. And so the mom is hoping that Phoebe will be able to drive this summer to, you know, Mm. theoretically take them to a few places. Although now I'm not sure where they would take, she would take them. (laughs) So maybe that, maybe that point's moot. Um, So, but the, my twins turn 15 at the end of next month. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the, I think that might mean they could get their permit here in Oregon. I'm not sure. So yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So I might be asking you more details about that offline in a, in a month or two.
1: Yes. Um, and, uh, but a remote internship, that's fantastic. Oh my gosh. He's so, so fortunate. It just, um, you know, he was home on spring break, and I had, you know, I, I said, you know, reach out to a couple people to see what you can find for you know, potential internships. And we have a neighbor who's um, president of a company that has an established internship program. Mm-hmm. And so he got him going with that, you know, like just before all the really big lockdown stuff started happening mm-hmm. and it wasn't quite, you know, finalized. And, and so I kind of was like, well, I don't know if it's going to go forward. I can imagine they would cut the internship program, but mm-hmm. they decided to go forward with it remotely. Wow. And um, yeah, so it, it's pretty much the entire summer and he's working, you know, eight to five every day. And wow. um but he cracks me up because he comes down every single morning dressed head to toe and i'm like you know that even <laughs> if you're doing you know a video call you don't no one sees what's on the bottom you could be in shorts you know but <laughs> right. it, it just like gets him set for the day i guess so yeah <laughs> it gets him in the right
0: mindset i mean right. <laughs> i, I, I definitely i um you know you know we both have worked from home for eons before all this yeah. and and i'm i've definitely always been a person who Got dressed. I mean, I don't. You know, I'm. We. I was in the magazine industry, so I didn't. You know, get dressed up. You know, fancy. Right. But, um. You know, I'm not a. I'm not a. I've never been a sweatpants kind of gal. And
1: that's interesting because I. I. Um. I kind of am. Oh, look at that! Finally, a difference between <laughs> us. Right, right. Parted <laughs> nice. ways. One. We found one.
0: <laughs> that's so funny because you look far more pulled together than I ever do. Maybe it's because you have such oh. pretty smooth hair. Good heavens, no,
1: Sarah,
0: no. I'm a slob. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. It was funny. I was going to put on actual um, some cute light-colored kind of cropped pants. Um, I don't know what the right term for that, I guess, cropped pants. And But I have to carry a whole bunch of boxes after recording this podcast. I'm like, oh, I don't want to get them dirty because they've been stored in um, a neighbor's garage. I'm like, oh, I'll get like dust and cobwebs on them. So right. I, I put jeans on. <laughs>
1: Tomorrow's another day.
0: That's yes, right, right. The mustard-colored mob cloth crop pants can wait another day. That's right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Well, today our topic is this episode's part of our routine series. And I have to say, since there's no races, I've been a little um, challenged to find things that can fall into that category, but I found one, or I came up with one, and it's um, yeah. mindfulness. So whether it's about stress management, sleep, or living in the present, so you and I are going to talk to three mother runners about their mindfulness practice, but before we get there, I mean, do you ever, um, do you have a any, do anything related to mindfulness?
1: You know, I don't do anything, like, I mean, I feel like running is a lot of that for me. Mm. Um, I do like to, um, and I, and I go co- in and out with this habit, but I do like to to spend 10 minutes in the morning with, um, you know, with, with, with a, a journal open and just mm-hmm. free write, you know, with, with mm-hmm. the, Like I kind of picked a, pro- I pick a prompt and then just go off and go wherever my mind takes me. Oh, so nice. I do like that. That's pretty centering. Um, but not, you know what, I don't, not much beyond that, you know, I mean, I'm, I would say I'm mindful with my technology. You know, mm-hmm. I, I like try to get up in the morning and not, not look at my phone until like after my workouts are done and all that kind of thing. And I don't mm-hmm.
0: know. Mm-hmm. How about you? Or- well, I have to ask first though. Where do you get the prompts that? Uh,
1: um, I have a book that's like um, you know three hundred some um, writing prompts, or sometimes oh. I'll just go online. You can find them pretty easily. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're just good launching
0: off points. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, so I started doing the daily calm, which is on the calm app. Started right. doing that last summer. It's ten minutes. It's uh, I was doing it every morning, first thing when I got up, and. Then I got on a little bit of a streak with that and I can, I um, can have problems with streaks. So <laughs> I, um, I just can, I can get, um, kind of consumed by them. Okay. I, I, gosh, I make it sound like I, you know, have loads of addictions. It was that I had an ex, which is, um, you know, a whole nother topic the, um, but I had an exercise streak that went on for five and a half years. So, um, I, yeah. yeah. So, so anyway, so I, um, kind of somewhat got out of the habit of that but i recently discovered this one that i just adore and it's on spotify it's free and it's called wake up wind down and um it's this uh, irish guy niall breslin who has the most dreamy voice and he's slightly irreverent and a little bit salty and (laughs) it just it has fabulous music that plays along with it that the music almost feels 3d it's really cool how interesting and he just kind of can really, he, he typically does a theme and it's Monday through Friday and like the uh, title indicates, you know, there's something in the morning, there's something in the evening and they're super short. Like the one this morning was three minutes. And so this um, I realized I hadn't done anything when I got up. So after I got back from my run, I was reading the New York Times, enjoying some tea, and the sun was streaming in, and I was the only one awake. And I'm like, oh, I'll just do it right now. Like, I don't need to be seated cross-legged on a cushion and, you know, all that type of stuff, Um, particularly because my hips won't allow me to sit cross-legged. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) there's (laughs) that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I just, and, you know, like a couple weeks ago, or maybe it was just last week, his theme, um, particularly in the morning, was kind of the wisdom of Winnie the Pooh, and I realized, you know, there's whole The Tao of Pooh mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. whole book, but oh, it was just, oh, it was genius. And, and I don't know, it just makes, makes me think a little bit and, and definitely calms me down. So particularly in the evenings, um, I like to do it um, as I lay in bed right before I try to go to sleep. So i
1: will have to check that out. I like the yeah.
0: sound of it. I really, oh, and his voice just, oh, oh. So um, yeah, it's very, very soothing and, and um, charming.
1: Nice.
0: Yes. All right. Well, we will talk with the first of our um, guests after this short break. Stay with us. Our first guest is Kristen Leepsch. She lives outside of Philadelphia and works in the golf turf industry and is a mom of three kids, the youngest of whom is a high schooler. And through the magic of the web, I know Kristen and I met in 2014 at our mother runner party outside of Philadelphia on what I recall is a somewhat snowy evening. I could be wrong. Um, so... Um, it would be delightful to be able to congregate again with you, Kristen, but um, that'll have to happen uh, another month or another year. So welcome to the show, <laughs> Kristen.
2: Yeah, I, I, it's, it's, it's difficult to, to think that we had all those fun things and now here we are. Oh, well, I know. I, I
0: um, was on Facebook and, and I was like, oh, look, there's a picture of us and I have my arm around all those women and we're all standing <laughs> shoulder to shoulder. So oh, yeah, one day again, one day. So um, Kristen, what are the ages of your kids?
2: Regan is 15. She will be a sophomore in high school. And my son is 22, just graduated from Temple University. And my oldest has her master's that she earned in Ireland last year and is working. We actually may get a sighting of her. She's been sheltering in place in Washington, D.C. for her job. And um, we may get a sighting of her this week because she may have to come up tomorrow for a meeting. So we'll see.
0: Oh, fun, fun. Exactly. When, when you mentioned Ireland and sightings, I thought maybe you were going to say she had sheltered there and had seen Matt Damon, who I understand <laughs> is sh- sheltering in a small town there. And the New York Times keeps <laughs> writing about it.
2: I know, I know. We saw that and that he's actually sheltering not far from where our family reunion was last summer. So. Oh, look at that. I might have psychically known that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so Kristen, tell us a little bit about
2: your running background. I started running track when I was about in third or fourth grade. We had been out playing a game called Jailbreak, and one of the girls, much older than me, was like, you need to run track. And uh, so I ran track for many, many years and then kind of stopped running uh, post-college and then got back into it after I had my first so, sometime in the mid to late '90s, I went back to it, and I pretty much have been steady running on and off since. The only thing that stops me is injuries, or um, you know, something catastrophic is usually what causes a break in it. But pretty much ever since then, I've been consistent. I have I have a gold medal from the uh, pen relays. So there's that. You. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah,
1: that's pretty legit. <laughs>
2: Okay, Kristen, so from the
0: sounds of it, what you told me earlier, you employ several mindfulness tactics. But before we get to the details, let's start with why you incorporate any mindfulness tactics. Like, what do you hope to get out of it? What do you get out of it?
2: Uh, I have to, is what I would say. I am a naturally anxious, go, 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 constant on the move person. And uh, I learned very early on that part of um, and very early on, I mean, like um, that, I respond to the anxiety in my life by trying to control it, trying to mm-hmm. over plan, overthink. And um, one of the things that I started to do was to what I call journaling, but it's very interesting. The wall street journal just did a piece a few weeks ago, May 31st, but they, they actually call it expressive writing. I call it journaling, but it's more of, ha- it's not just writing down what happened and how you felt. It's why did you feel that way? What, what's mm. your visceral, like what is your physical reaction to it? And mm. why do you think you had that? And so journaling has been the one to I those things. And in the end, going back to control, it kind of helps me feel more in control.
1: Hmm. hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And, and you told Sarah, um, in an email that as for mindfulness, I don't have a routine. I grab and go as necessary. Call me the a la carte. I know what to pick off the cart most days. Having entered this crisis with shingles virus during menopause, I had to really dig deep and get creative early on. So I, I love this humor and honesty. Um, so, um, talk
2: about how you tap into the the powers of journaling and writing? I probably should be more consistent. I tend to be more reactive than proactive. So I should be more consistent. And when the journaling for me isn't working or expressive writing, um, I then have to go into the other tools that I use. As I said, the sensory five things and, um, you know, looking away, one of the biggest things is to stop and look away. And even if I can't get up from my desk at that moment or go away from the situation, it's even closing your eyes or just taking your brain and looking away from the situation and then coming back to it. I think those are important tools that everybody should have access to. You just have to train your brain. It's very hard when you're in that wrapped up wired mode to kind of back off and say, let's just take a break. Let's just pause right here in our own space. Helps to look out the window. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. You, you said that in the email that you um, s- sometimes simply looking out your office window is a means of, means of mindfulness for you. And to, um, I have to say, I can totally relate. So my desk faces a set of French doors like it's right up against it. And I gaze at them countless times during the day. And I actually like as I was writing up the notes for the podcast yesterday I had just been staring at a squirrel and this question came to me and I'm like, okay we're, I'm gonna ask her about that <laughs> so so I mean what does looking up and I mean does it does it for me I just appreciate nature and that kind of calms me but I mean for you is it thinking like oh, okay I have literal
2: perspective or what what does that do for you it it's interesting because of where we live it's a very Tight knit close community, mm. and um, I'm fortunate to be able to look out at everybody else's porch and mm. simply say, "What's going on on that porch?" Um, look at the little children in the neighborhood and what they're doing, and um, look at even if I look up and look at the clouds. Or, um, but it's it's more about feeling connected to the community around me, the people around me, the houses around me, the porches. That kind of just removes. Or it gets me, if I'm like stuck somewhere and just really stuck and feeling super anxious, it just gets me over that hump into the next step or level.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Okay. And so um, you mentioned your the five things countdown. So could you explain
2: what that is and
0: kind of give a real life example of when you might employ that?
2: It's uh, something that you're supposed to use if you have an anxiety or otherwise known as a panic attack. Um, and I do get them occasionally. And what you do is you count down. Now, I've heard two different versions. Some mm-hmm. is you do five of all of them and then go to four of all of them. And, but I do mm-hmm. five, four, three, two, one. And then if it didn't, if I'm not fully, then I go back to it. And um, so it's see, touch, hear, smell, taste. And you do mm-hmm. five, C four touch three here etc and mm-hmm. most recently i had to use it on a um i guess it would be a shuttle bus i was being shuttle bus i was by myself there were other people in the but i didn't know anyone else so mm-hmm. i couldn't actually do it out loud the best way to do it is out loud so oh. i couldn't do it out loud so i picked up my phone and i went to one of my beloved text groups. Uh, it's a group of friends. We call ourselves the hot mess. And um, and I just started texting them. I said, I'm on a shuttle bus. I'm having a panic attack. Work with me. And I just went and texted level by level, 54321. And by the time I got to the end of it, they were all chiming back in with answers. And I was fine. So, so now
0: I'm intrigued by so many details of that. One of them is why the need to text it to other people rather than simply saying it in your head?
2: I don't find for me that saying it in my head is as effective. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, did, I did have to do that last year. I had one, I was in a, a vehicle uh, with a, a group of colleagues and working in a male-dominated industry. I was, it was all men and myself, and I didn't feel comfortable saying these things out loud. So I had to do it in my head and it simply was not as effective. Mm,
0: mm. I have to say, I love that you remember so many specific examples, like it's very meta, that you remember the mindfulness moments that you have had.
2: <laughs> you <know? laughs> I guess because they were so dramatic, I don't know. <laughs>
0: i have to share one you saying about texting them is that um i gave i donated blood last week and you know had to wear a mask and was sitting there and you know it's to me donating blood is a little bit of a tense situation in the best of times and so but i suddenly was like oh i'm not getting enough oxygen behind this mask and i started feeling my heart rate go up and this was while i was just waiting for it all to start and dimity had just um Spent the weekend in Arizona with her mom and sisters. They had gone to visit their mom and stepdad, and she had talked about on a call talked about having to wear a mask for the entire flight and how that really was kind of anxiety-producing. And at the time I, you know, I felt a little sympathy, but I didn't feel a whole lot of empathy about it. And then sitting there, I'm like, I texted me, I'm like, dimini totally get how you felt on the airplane and so just texting her and then she texted me you know like oh take you know gave me a couple pointers and I was like or just text your you know you know business partner about it and that makes you feel better and so the mere act of kind of channeling myself into my phone and and feeling like I was quote unquote talking with someone did make me um it, it it talked me off the ledge mentally so I get why you texted your friends so
1: yeah interesting and, and and finally you you also mentioned that you use a serenity prayer um, now and again so so tell us why or or what it does for you um, you know when when do you pull that out
2: mantras are very helpful to repeat over and over in certain situations, so I usually use a serenity prayer when I'm super frustrated and I need to rein it in real quick and um just move on. Uh, I have other mantras. I have ones that are more related to courage when I'm having a, um, bit of anxiety over like feeling as if I can't do it or it's out of my comfort zone or it's, you know, I have other ones. Um, and it's somewhere as simple as I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. And then there's other ones that are like, just saying, like, just remind yourself it's simple. It's not complicated. It's, just saying. I have a whole wall in my office full of little post-it notes with the thing across the top saying, just saying. And then I write down quotes that people have given me. And then I take them and incorporate them into my mantras. And it just helps me for those aren't, they don't really help like with a panic attack or when I'm super, super anxious, but they help with the little daily anxieties that are really not as important in the big scheme of things. You have to remind yourself to rein it in and say, is this really that important?
0: Oh, well, I have to ask you now, you need to take a picture of that wall and send that to me, please. Because I mean, now people are going to definitely want to see that because I just love that.
2: Uh, it's if, if you have OCD, you're not going to be able to handle it. It is a hot mess. Um, but <laughs> I will, I will send it to you.
0: And I have to say, Kristen, I, I hope you have a tattoo of the phrase hot mess on you somewhere because <laughs> that is now the second time you've said it.
2: <laughs> I wish I could get a tattoo, but I've been medically told I shouldn't. I keep a lot of my blood vessels close to the skin and they don't, I would bleed it. You know, it would be a mess. Oh, they don't, wow. know. I know I have like a thousand different tattoo ideas and it's just, <laughs> it's not medically recommended for somebody like me. So it is what it is.
0: You'd <laughs> be the illustrated woman. Oh my gosh. that's <laughs> amazing.
2: <laughs> well,
0: thank you so much for sharing with us, Kristen. This was enjoyable to talk with you.
2: Thank you. Take care. Be safe out there, okay? Bye-bye.
0: Yes, yes, you as well. Bye-bye. Bye. Joining us next is Jamie Taylor. Jamie is a BAM ambassador. She represents another mother runner in Oklahoma City. Jamie's a native of the Sooner State. I basically just wanted to say Sooner State. Um, <laughs> and she is a school counselor and the mom of two teenagers. Thanks for joining us, Jamie.
1: Thank you. Hey, Jamie. So um, I believe you have two daughters. Do you want to tell us about them and their ages?
3: Okay, I have two teenage daughters. One is 14 and a half, <laughs> almost 15. Um, the other is 18. Um, they were, they're both gonna be freshmen next fall. So I have a freshman in high school and a freshman in
1: college. So a lot, lot to be uh, thinking about these days. Yeah, that, that's what I'm just finishing yeah. out. Like, yeah, i <laughs> freshman, so yeah.
3: <laughs> right, right. Lots of nerves all around. I'm sure.
0: Okay, Jamie, so tell us about your running and triathlon journey up to and including
3: Ironman Florida last year. Oh, gosh, I did not start running till 2010, um, which uh, that seems like just yesterday, but I guess it was 10 years ago. Um, (laughs) I uh, never was an athlete, never did anything. um, Started in... Gosh, started in 2010 with a, with a half marathon, um, trained with my husband and did a half marathon, um, for the first time, uh, went on to do some more after that and, you know, like maybe one the next year and then decided I wanted to do more. So I did 12 the next year. I did one each month. (laughs) I know it was crazy. Um, then started doing marathons and was like, gosh, okay, now what, uh, and a friend, Said, you know, why don't you come swim with us? Um, and I love swimming. And he said, why don't you get a bike and and start doing triathlons? And I was like, I haven't ridden a bike since I was a kid. And even then, that was, you know, on a little gravel bike, you know, a little huffy gravel bike. <laughs> so I um, so I bought my first bike in 2015. And since I was a kid, and uh, got on and started learning about gears and parts and angles and um, trained, I did every, I did a sprint and then I worked my way up to an Olympic and then did my first, um, half Ironman that year in 2015. So I just did all in one year. And then I said, I would never, ever want to do a full a uh, full triathlon, a full Ironman. That's just crazy. Well, two years later, <laughs> I did my first, wow. I did my first Ironman, um, in Arizona And then I said, I would never do that again, one and done. And then last fall I did my second. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so it's been great. It's, it's very rewarding. Um, it's very difficult and I'm glad to take, I decided this year I would kind of take a, a year off of triathlon and just go back to running because that's really kind of where my passion is. So,
0: wow. Yeah. Wow. That, that, that is a very steep climb from 2010 of running to a, uh, wow. Uh, wow. Oh my goodness. All right. It and is. so, well, that, that tells me something that also yes. p- part of your, um, you know, your response when I asked, then there's your dog chiming in. Yes. I'm so
3: sorry. I'm telling my daughter to put them outside.
0: <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. So, um, Uh, This feeds into, you know, your response for when I asked Bam ambassadors about their mindfulness practices, because woman, you scored extra points with your answer. uh, uh, (laughs) Before we get, get into all the details, tell us what prompts you to incorporate numerous mindfulness tactics into your life.
3: Well, I've worked with, I'm a, I, the reason I have so many different techniques, I guess, is because I am a, I'm a counselor, um, I'm an LPC. And so I, I work with a lot of different um, age groups. So with little kids, um, I might do something different than with adults or with middle schoolers or high schoolers. And so along the way, I've just kind of learned different things um, to help the different populations I work with. Um, and, you know, I just, Kind of cater it to different groups, and now I'm actually out of the schools in private practice, and so again, I'm going to be working with a pretty diverse group um, and using different skills. Um, I think that is kind of like a toolbox. Not everything, not every tool works for every person, mm-hmm. and you know, if if somebody isn't into um, art or journaling, then um, teaching them a different skill that meets kind of what their interests are is pretty important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm sure okay
1: all right so um then getting into some of the details um tell us about your journaling and what it does for you um you said that on facebook you said that it includes journal cards and hand lettering journals um yeah explain what that means
3: okay so journaling and sometimes when i stare at a blank page i don't i don't know what to say you know i i don't always want to rehash um, everything that I've done, um, you know, everything that's gone on through my head. Um, I sometimes I just don't, I don't want to write it all down. It's just, um, I don't know. I just feel overwhelmed by it. Like I don't want to just vent on paper. It's too much to write. Um, Luckily now we have voice, you know, voice texting and things like that if I had a journaling um, app on my phone. Um, So sometimes I would just draw. I would draw how I felt. And so sometimes that was nice to have um, either drawing my feelings, um, you know, even if it was just a stick figure <laughs> or, or <laughs> writing, but, but I found these journal cards and they were super helpful because they were, they were kind of like little writing prompts. And so they would get me, they would get me started. Um, so I have, I have journal cards that I can just pick one and it will ask me different questions. Um, you know, how I feel about, um, you know, the world around me and, um, I can use those to get started or I can draw. Um, and then I, I also found other, other like devotionals, um, other journals that kind of give you prompts and gratitude. I have kids, um, and adults use gratitude, um, and journaling like five things that they're thankful for every day. Um, I try to get in the habit of doing that. Just my five, five things I'm looking forward to five things I'm proud of or five things, um, that I'm grateful for every day. I try to do that at least. Um, I used to have a journal that I would just write and write and write everything I was mad about. And it was kind of my big book of, you know, anger. (laughs) And I would, (laughs) I would write in it and I would say, you know, no, there's no holds barred. If you, if I want to use whatever language I want, if I want to just write the same word over and over, whatever it is I'm feeling. And then that was something that I kind of hid. So that, because I thought if anyone ever found this, it would be bad news. So (laughs) I think we all, we all need that kind of outlet. Um, the letter, hand lettering um, in itself is just that fancy new calligraphy that everyone loves, you know, all the fancy writing. Um, and I just, I've noticed that the um, writing in general, um, just doing those cursive fancy lettering can be really relaxing. And then I came across a journal and it was a handwriting or hand lettering journal where you write words like gratitude or um, breathe or you're writing um, phrases. And, and just that, just practicing that hand lettering and writing those words is so nice. It, it kind of just ingrains that word into your brain. Um, and it's just kind of all encompassing with the relaxation.
1: Okay. All right. Uh And you also mentioned, um, that you like to invoke a three word mantra. Is it the same mantra or, um, different (laughs) mantra? But yeah, explain that to us. I um I change it up
3: depending on what situation I'm in. Um I it can be, you know, I I choose peace. That might be what I use in traffic. I choose peace. <laughs> um oh. it might be um I am strong when I'm running and I'm feeling really weak. Um yes I can. That is a big one for me. Um or yes you can. Um I was in a boot camp years and years ago before I started running and they, uh I called her Jewel sergeant. <laughs> The lady who was in charge of the boot camp, she would be like on her little golf cart behind us. Can (laughs) Yes, you can. And so I still think I'm really struggling is yes, you can. And so I, I say that to myself as well. Um, like I said, I, I have a whole list of them. I think it's just different for everybody. Um, when I work with with the clients or with kids, I have them pick their three, and it's, it's really uh, surprising what they come up with. Sometimes it's something that their mom said to them, you know, um, this will pass or um, all is well. Anything that's, you know, three words, something simple um, – that you can repeat as you're breathing, uh, repeating those words to yourself as you're breathing out, as you're breathing in. And it can, it's really kind of a one, one minute, um, peaceful moment that you can kind of self soothe and deescalate yourself.
0: Well, now I got to tell you for the rest of the day, I'm going to be thinking of three word mantras.
1: Yes. <laughs> I'm going to picture a lady in a golf cart chasing me. <laughs> Run like <What>? hell.
0: <laughs> <I know. laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> all right. So switching up to something more visual, um, you described something you described as curse word coloring books, which just crack me up. Um,
3: so are those pretty much what they sound like? Yes. It's the best thing ever. It, cause I also <laughs> believe really firmly in laughter as being the best medicine and, you know, popping you out of a bad day or a bad mood or, or whatever you're going through. Um, and it's, it's really great. Um, the curse word journal is, you know, you're, you're doing your adult coloring book, but it's got phrases in it that are just hilarious. Um, you know, like, um, fresh out of F's is one of them. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're great. They are, you know, you always can find the one that just describes what you're feeling. Um, yeah, you can definitely find whatever mood, whatever, you know, crisis you're going through, you can find something that some it up in there and it's just it makes you giggle while you're while you're coloring it you're you know you're making this big you know page of f words all pink and colorful and just (laughs) beautiful and it's just it's really funny sometimes you want to you want to you know pull that page out and send it to somebody but you kind of have to not do that (laughs) (laughs) not something that you can frame and put in your office (laughs) Oh uh, yeah. you, hide, you hide that yes. word.
0: Hide your big book of anger, maybe. Yes, uh,
3: yes. <laughs> hide them together, yes, in a locked safe. There's just <laughs> safe, yeah. <laughs> There's also a great book called Zen as F. You know, I, I, nice. I'm censoring myself, but um, Zen as F. And it's um, a meditation book. And it's just little pocket meditations, but they are hilarious. They're great. They're real meditations that they encompass. You know, let that go. Mm, And and it's, it's also very foul, but very funny. So you're, you're doing what it tells you to do, but you're also laughing and kind of letting, letting down your guard a little bit. So,
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) um, and you also, um, mentioned box breathing, which, um, when I saw that, I was like, oh, I know what that is because my, um, my gym will actually use that after we've done a workout, um, they, they like to use that to get everyone's, you know, heart rate regulated and breathing, you know, down. And so can you explain to everybody what box breathing is?
3: Box breathing is great. Um, it's used from athletes to police um, and firemen um, to military. A lot of the military will use it. Um, they use it for their frontline guys to kind of hold, you know, when they're being told to hold, don't fire, don't fire. You know, it's very, very anxiety provoking and um it's you know it's a tough situation to be in um i love it um box breathing is you're making a box with your breaths it sounds kind of silly but it it really works um, you're you're focusing on really making use of the air around you um you breathe in for four seconds you hold it for four seconds you breathe out for four seconds and then you hold for four seconds and so we'd make so you know you can picture it as a little box. Um, so for people who are visual, um, you know, breathing in for four, hold for four, out for four, and hold for four. And while you're doing that, you can also be repeating those phrases in your you know that three word phrase in your brain as well. Kind of putting those two together. Once you get good at the box breathing, putting the the words together um, is kind of the second piece that I that I encourage people to do. Um, And then adding a third piece of uh, some visualization, Um, you know, putting those together. And it's honestly, if you do the math, it's about a one minute um, mindfulness break. It's just one minute of your day. Um, I've had people say, you want me to just breathe? I'm paying you to tell me just to breathe. And I'm like, yeah, I do. I want you for one minute. I want you to do this five times. And it will take you one full minute and you will have five full calm breaths with a little bit of peacefulness and it will make a huge difference. I've never, I've never had somebody practice this without yawning because mm. it's not a, it's not making them tired. It's just their body finally relaxing and breathing in. So
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then finally, the last thing you mentioned was that you are a fan of the Calm app as well. Yes, I am. I am. Mm-hmm. I,
3: um, I really love, there's another one called breathe and I bet it's with a two E's, not an EA, which is kind of strange, mm-hmm. but, um, that both of them are really great, um, with some different breathing techniques. Um, some of, um, some of the, uh, meditation scripts that they have on there are really fantastic. Um, I've been really impressed with some of their, um, some of their stories. Uh, They have some of the famous people who will narrate some of the little stories. And what people don't realize is those stories are um, very much kind of like hypnotherapy scripts where they're a metaphor for whatever's going on in your life. And so, um, and it doesn't hurt that it's Matthew McConaughey, you know, telling (laughs) you a story. (laughs) You could read the dictionary and I'd be asleep. But um, but the the sleep stories are really great. They kind of help you let go of all the things in your in your world and and just focus on rest um, the meditations are great especially the ones for panic and anxiety they are really really nice um, mm-hmm. So I, I I like, I like using it for the meditations and for the stories at, at night um, and the daily calm. That's always great too. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: uh-huh.
0: So, so, I mean, the number of things that we've talked about with you, it's, you know, it sounds like it could fill your entire day, Jamie. So I mean, do you <laughs> yeah. kind of pick and choose depending on what you're experiencing and, 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 and then also how much time per day would you say are you dedicating to mindfulness?
3: Um, you know, I'm not always the best about practicing what I preach. Um, I'm, you know, I'm I'm happy to tell people what to do, but uh, <laughs> doing it myself, you know, it's kind of funny. Um, I wait. I'm I'm really bad about waking up and bolting out of bed. I bolt out of bed with immediate anxiety of all the things that rush through my brain if I have to do today. And so I've gotten to where I will, I, you know, I kind of set my body clock because I can set my alarm for whatever I want. I'm going to wake up five minutes before. <laughs> so yes. I, I've learned to use that time to just push all those to do's out of my head and just do some breathing and some Uh, you know, yes, I can, some whatever, whatever mantra I might need for that day, if I know it's going to be a busy day, um, uh, kind of tailoring it to that moment. Um, Before bed, I make sure and I do something like, um, you know, music, Um, I might use the breathe app for anxiety or for a relaxation script. or just some calming music, um, to help me. I can set the timer on it and I'm, I never make it through the whole thing. I'm usually asleep before, before (laughs) it ends. Um, so I try to do that at both times. I try to take a 15 minute in the middle of my day. Um, as soon as I come home from school, from wherever I try to take a 15 minute time for myself where, um, whether it's a nap, you know, whether it's, uh, listening to music, um, and just kind of deescalating from my day. Um, because, you know, as moms, we come home from one job and we start our next and I, I need that moment so that I can be the best, um, for my kids and for my husband. And, um, and, and, especially after listening to kids and people all day and who are hurting, I need to be able to open myself to my family and their needs. So I try to take a 15 minute break just to let go of one job and get ready for my next. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So maybe about 25, 30 minutes a day on a, on a- oh, i
3: I'd, I'd say 20, I'd say 20. Oh, Cause oh. I really am only taking, you know, I take a 10, 15 minute, um, break in the middle of the day, but I start with five minutes in the morning and then mm-hmm. maybe five at night. So mm-hmm. it's not, yeah, not too much, not too much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the final thing. So you,
0: you know, you talk about um, switching deescalating from your day. How has that changed with the pandemic? I'm assuming you're working at home.
3: Well, uh, I was a school counselor. And so, um, you know, up until this point, we, you know, we couldn't be in school, which was very hard. Um, being in your rhythm and your routine, um, mm-hmm. of your day and your structure, uh, is great. And when that's taken out from underneath you, you know, your anxiety goes through the roof. So I know my kids, um, at school, they were really, their anxiety went up and mine went up. My kids went up, um, just not having a structured day. Um, so I felt like for a while there I was kind of a deer in headlights, just not knowing what, what to do with my day. Um, we held, I held office hours uh, for kids. So really, I really felt kind of helpless at home and I felt like I was needing a lot more of my stress reduction and anxiety reducing techniques. Um, because I was very hyped up not knowing what the next day was going to hold, so mm-hmm. I feel like I've used maybe a lot more that a lot more techniques that don't require stopping. You know, just breathing um, and self-talk, a lot of positive self-talk. I'm not having to sit down every five minutes and journal, but I, I a lot of these are things that I can close my eyes and breathe and just say some things to myself and calm down periodically through the day. Um, mm-hmm. i I am. I do feel like I'm using a lot more um, during the, this pandemic uh, just because of the increased anxiety all around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure,
0: for sure. Yeah. yeah well, well, thank you so much, Jamie. You definitely you you know you get gold stars for you on all the suggestions <laughs> you have. Thank you. <laughs> <There is laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. It was a delight. Thanks. Bye bye. Our final guest is Karen Sanita, a single mom of a young daughter. Karen is a teacher and professor, and she lives in Western Pennsylvania. Thanks for joining us, Karen.
4: Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um, tell us the age of your daughter, and if you feel comfortable, please share a bit about your special path to motherhood.
4: Uh, sure, absolutely. So <clears throat> my daughter, Mia, is four and a half, um, and my very special path to motherhood is that um, hopefully legally, in about a month, she will be my my legal daughter, Um When she was seven months old, she was handed to me in the most insane circumstance. Like, I always say there's going to end up being like some sort of Hallmark movie about our lives. (laughs) Um, And you know, and and AMR will definitely play a role in that, I will tell you. Oh good, okay, we want Uh, some royalties
0: from it, thank you. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Um, And uh, I, so um, I am a recovering alcoholic, and I was attending a meeting where a woman was telling me about her daughter who is um, an addict and she has kids and she was terrified for the younger one. And um, I kind of said, well, I can help. And that was four years ago. Um, And she's been with me every single day since. Um, So I I picked her up when she was seven months old um, and we have just had the most beautiful life. Now, granted, there's been a lot of ups and downs in that. Um, You know, there's been a lot of craziness in dealing with Um, this, you know, I never thought that adoption was actually ever going to be on the table, but it was actually her biological mother who brought that to me, um, this Christmas and said, how about we try and and make this legal and official? It's crazy. It's all very Mm. crazy, but she is very much my daughter. There's no doubt about that. She acts just like me. People say she even looks like me. It's because she has my (laughs) facial expressions and my attitude.
1: (laughs) I love this. That's a, that's a great story.
4: Um, Thank you. Yeah. Um, And tell us a little bit about your your running life. So that's also one of these convoluted, um, you know, paths to where I am now. But, um, you know, I did a few things. I ran track in high school, but I think more for the social aspect. I really wasn't good at it. I've never, I've always been um, a bigger girl when, you know, and so I always, you know, stayed away from, you know, saying I was a runner because I didn't feel like a runner. Um, and every time I tried to, like, regain my life in in the chaos of my earlier years, um, I tried to start running again, but I could never really stick with it. Um, and about... Um, oh, I don't know, about a decade ago, I started running and thinking a little bit more about it being a, a little bit of a pathway to my sanity. And um, after I got sober, I um, it really became a mainstay of... Like what I needed to have a routine in my life. Um, so then I, I, you know, I started doing like little five Ks and things like that. Never had a plan. Like I just went out and I ran things. You know, I didn't. I no plan to whatever. I did my first half marathon in 2015. Um, I ran in Columbus, and then um, um, it was really funny. I was I was signed up to run Columbus the full in 2016, and um, while well, I was running that that uh summer to get ready i had a weird injury didn't know what it was and a month later i was handed my daughter so my whole shift and everything focused came to find out later i had fractured my hip in two places and had Ooh. torn labral cartilage oh my uh, gosh. so i did a bunch of pt and things like that and i basically put running down for three years Well, i concentrated solely on her, um, but I will tell you, I lost myself in that, and um, I needed to find myself. And so, a little over a year ago, I started running again. Seriously, and I was teaching summer school, and I just gave myself the time to do it. And I signed up for the full enrichment this last year, and um, I had posted that on Facebook. And one of your, uh, one of one of the 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 BAM ambassadors, Carrie Cosno mm-hmm. who I've been friends mm-hmm. with for years, reached out to me and said, "Do a train like the Mother Plan," you know, and <laughs> and I so I did, and I I got hooked as soon as that was over. I joined many happy miles. Then I, even though I did the go the distance, I already signed up for crush the distance and that race has already been canceled, but I'm still doing the plan. And, (laughs) you know, because that's, that's the craziness of what we do. But, um, I love it. It is, I, am not complete if I'm not running now. Mm -hmm. Um, and I hope to stay injury free and, and, you know, take care of myself through all that. But, um, that's kind of where I am today. I'm a, I'm a six or seven day a week runner. (laughs) Oh, nice. um, through the pandemic, hundreds and hundreds of miles with a stroller, which mm-hmm. was something I thought I would never be able to do.
0: Wow. Oh, with you? a four and a half year old, too, that's. She's that's 54
4: yeah. pounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's
1: hard. That's yeah.
4: So um, then tell
1: us about your meditation books. Um, when did you start reading them and incorporating their words
4: into your life? So um, about eight and a half years ago, um, I it was around the time that um, you know I got sober and alcohol was consuming my life, and um, I uh, everything in my life had to change, and it was suggested to me to you know set a time time in the morning to dedicate my day to things that were bigger than me because I liked, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people that I ran on a lot of self-importance a lot of my life. I, um, you know, I'm a teacher. I'm, uh, you know, I, I did all the clubs and I did all the, you know, the theater performances and I coached this and I did that. And I, I ran on this constant momentum of Um, trying to find success through activities and things like that. Um, And I had to evaluate the fact that I was doing a lot of that for my own self-importance. And I wasn't, even though I'd always say, oh, the kids did it, all the kids, you know, I, there was a lot of that I took on to myself as well. But when I decided to um, dedicate my life to being a better person and a a more contributing member to a positive aspect of society. um, That's when I I started reading a lot and not like self-help type things, but um, things that make me focus on on the good um, because it's so easy in today's society to focus on the negative. And so, um, I have a, a, a small library of daily readings um, mm. and I have, you know, I, I kind of rotate through, um, I have a, like three at a time usually that I'll, I'll go through because, you know, a decade later, um, you know, I, I don't want to just be reading the same book every day mm-hmm. for, you know, 10 years. So, um, you know, the one um, one of them that I picked up today that I've been reading pretty frequently was um, talking a lot about steadfastness, uh, mm. which, you know, it speaks to me greatly um, because right now, um, you know, it's just stay the course you know we gotta you know there's so much going on in the world and I believe so much in in trying to help and and be a positive um uh, you know I'm raising a daughter of color um everything about this is so important to me in in making sure she understands who she is and that she is an amazing, gorgeous, strong willed, you know, with all the potential in the world, you know, so, you know, we, we, and we talk a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. so, um, you know, so I sit, I sit in the morning, I just go back to it. I, um, I grab my three books, whichever ones are either on top or something I've been sticking with. And I have a corner of the living room that, you know, I'm welcome to sit in at any point in time of the day, but it's really (laughs) the only time I go there. you know, it's it has a really beautiful view out the window. I can see my flowers on the front porch. Um, I can see the sun rising. I get up at 5.30 in the morning to do this, um, not because... Um, you know, it's my favorite time of the day, but it also gives me time before she wakes up. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that if she wakes up while I'm still in the midst of my little bit of a routine, I'm like, I'm mean about her interrupting the thing that makes me nicer to her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, that makes sense. Um, and so we, you know, I, I sit and I, and I kind of read over a few things and something always speaks to me. Um, and today it was this, you know, this about steadfastness and so anyways, and then, you know, I kind of just gather up, you know, my books and I put them away and I sit and I drink my coffee and I usually at that point in time go and I water all my flowers, you know, it's Western Pennsylvania, so we have a short flower season. <laughs> um, you know, it'll snow probably in, you know, anytime soon. Um, but Yeah, I just, I I take that time in the morning for myself. No, the reading itself and everything, maybe 15, 20 minutes. You know, it's not, and I'll I'll jot things down. I have a notebook that I keep there um, if something's really speaking to me. And I I feel like I need to talk to somebody else about it as soon as possible. You know, um, Mm -hmm. a lot of these generate conversations for me in a given day uh, on how to try and better things around me Um, and often that word will come back throughout the day Um, you know when when we take a lot of walks we've been walking a lot a lot a lot Um, the little one likes to go for her walks we like to take the dog and we go and um, and somehow that'll come come back around you know steadfastness is a very long word for a (laughs) four-year-old but we can talk about what we do to stay true to ourselves Um, You know, so when her friends say something or, you know, whatever, that she's true to herself. And I try to have a lot of those important conversations now so that they're just part of who she is. you know, so, um, mm-hmm. so that's my morning. And then, you know, it, it just kind of evolves from there. Now, if it were a school day, cause you know, that it, it's an abbreviated version, obviously the flowers usually aren't out during the school year. And so, you know, it's 15, 20 minutes with my coffee and my readings. And i get up and go take the shower and move on with the day. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. So when you had mentioned um, mantras in your um, response, when I was asking people um, about their practices or you had written it down. So is steadfastness an example of one of yes, your mantras? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, so um, cause I love mantras in a race or a challenging workout yet. I rarely occasionally use them in quote real life. So <laughs> Talk a little bit more about how you use, you know, how they spring up during your day. and how-
4: For sure. So, um, you know, there'll be a day where maybe one of the topics in one of my books is forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that I have anything on my heart that is, you know, overwhelming or whatever. And then I get into school and I hear somebody talking and, um, you know, I the word will come back to me and I'll just, Mm. you know, as soon as I start to feel some sort of, kind of anxiety in my own or spiritual being at that moment where I just feel like something is not okay, whatever the I've chosen or the word chosen for me for that day kind of comes back and it usually helps me in if I'm helping work with, you know, another student or, or something within myself, you know, I work in an environment in a, I work in an area where I don't necessarily have a lot of the same um, political views and things as a lot of my coworkers. And um, so I, I also have to, you know, I stay my path, but I stay who I am. Mm -hmm. And there's, you know, there's a lot of um, forgiveness in that. And so sometimes, you know, words will come to me. Well, but I realize, you know, well, I can go right back to it because I've said it like twenty times while I'm sitting there that morning, you know. <laughs> um I you know, so this morning it was steadfastness and when I was out running um after a, a little bit ago, I um I, I I'm running and it keeps saying like in my head I'm going, stay your path, stay your path, stay mm. your path. And then I realized mm-hmm. I was like going, Oh, I'm I'm playing off to this morning's mantra and you know, mm-hmm. it just um has helped me immensely. Um, mm-hmm. and that's been, that's been ongoing for probably six or seven years where it's been exactly that. Um, mm. and I share it with, there's people who know that that's mm-hmm. what I do in my life. And they'll ask me, what's the word of the day? <laughs> <laughs> and whether they are actually interested or they're being jovial, that's fine with me because I'm willing to share. <laughs> that's excellent.
1: And, and then you've mentioned too, that you will sometimes share your mantras with your daughter. So um, talk to me about that. What is that like?
4: So um, we, we love to be outside. And, um, you know, this has been a beautiful spring for us in that way. So to give you examples, you know, if the word of the day were love um, – you know, we start talking while we're out. I'm like, what do you love about being outside? What are the favorite things that you have? What do you love? And, you know, and then I'm like, what is love? Do we just love, you know, and, and we'll just talk about what love is for us um because my daughter loves to throw that word around <laughs> um <laughs> she tells everybody you know, she told she told her speech teacher this morning on Google Meet that she loved her mm-hmm. um and I, you know I, so i we talk about but it's somebody who's helping her so she loves her Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talk about, um, you know, the beauty in nature and we'll, you know, if today with it being this steadfastness and true to yourself kind of feeling, um, you know, we we're actually, we're picking a friend up later today, who's, um, going to stay with us for a few days. And, and so I'll bring it into conversation with her, you know, I. Mm-hmm. I try to evolve all of these things into, um, you know, creating an atmosphere where my daughter is not, I hope she's never intimidated to talk to me. Mm -hmm. I want her to always be able to be open with me. She has a lot going on and she's four. Mm -hmm. Um, She has other mommy who comes to visit. She's been asking me things about why we don't have a daddy Mm -hmm. Um, we talk about these things. There is no reasons to keep, you know, giant secrets from a four-year-old. Um, Mm -hmm. and we keep talking about the upcoming adoption. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you'll be changing your last name. This is what this means. It's because, you know, more than one family loves you unconditionally. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so I try to, you know, bring things back, um, thematically to what would matter to a four-year-old. Um, And when she's having a meltdown moment, you know, she's, um, (laughs) she'll throw my words right back at me sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the the other day, she was just having this absolute, she's like, I love you, but I don't have to like you right now. You know, and I'm like, oh, (laughs) we talked about that just like a week ago. You know what? Sometimes we... (laughs) We don't like everything, even when we love, when, you know, when we're loving on people, we don't have to like everything they do. I'm like, oh, huh. yep. thanks, Mia, thanks, Mia, for bringing that back to reality for me. But, um, you know, I, 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 we just, we just try to live um, a little bit better. I grew up, I love my family. I have an amazing family um, that doesn't often talk about their emotions, mm. and I don't want to, f- I don't, I and they're probably going to listen to this at some point in time, but, um, <laughs> I don't want her to feel that she has to bottle her emotions yeah. with me. Mm. Um, mm. cause it's going to be oh. a tough world out there, right?
0: Yeah. Well, it sounds like you have a very loving and open heart and that's wonderful <laughs> that you share that with her. So, um, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, um, so final question, we know from your interactions and many happy miles, you also practice yoga. Mm-hmm. So let's wrap up with that. If you could talk about a bit about that and including what you gain from it.
4: So I know I started yoga years ago just, um, to gain in flexibility, right? Mm-hmm. I, um, I, you know, my favorite thing to do as a runner is not stretch. Mm-hmm. So, um, it was, it was definitely suggested to be, And, um, it's been really neat during the pandemic that our local yoga studio, which is rather expensive for a single mom on a budget Mm -hmm. has been doing all sorts of free zoom classes. Mm. And, um, you know, so started years ago. um, I live very close to a university. It's not the one that I teach at um, uh, that has a lot of um, physical education and physical therapy majors and things like that. And they are always teaching classes. And so that's when I got involved with yoga more as a flexibility, um, a means to flexibility. Um, And then I got very interested in that aspect of um, kind of inner focus and mm-hmm. using mantras and using, I, I love um, watching, you know, Brenda on mm-hmm. when we're doing yoga and she she'll give a mantra or something like that because um, sometimes they won't come to me. I need somebody mm-hmm. to supply one for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I have books and, and all of those things. But um, I, I definitely use it more now as a centering focus. And in, since we have been home, I haven't been able to do as much of the yoga that I normally would do um, on my own um, because I would still do that when she's at her sitters, when I'm at school or things like that. And so I've been doing some of the the things from the local yoga studio that they've been putting out. Um, but I've also found some children's yoga and things mm-hmm. on on um, YouTube that she loves doing, so it 's also brought another aspect to what I can do with um, with her uh, i 'm always interested in, in keeping her involved with whatever 's going on in in my life because otherwise um, she 's going to throw a hysterical fit and cry on the floor, so get her involved <laughs> um, and you know um, but I, I do i so it 's got. Both of those aspects. Plus, I think it's so beautiful. Um, when people get in these inverted poses and do all this crazy <laughs> stuff, first of all, I wish that I could ever get to that yeah, point. Right, right,
0: yeah. Yeah. Totally.
4: But I love seeing the people that are so dedicate, dedicated to their craft that they can do all of that. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful. So there's, you know, when I'm doing some of the stuff from the yoga studio in town, there's a lot of people that can do those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not there, but mm-hmm. I can do the modified versions thereof. And, and you know, um, but it does. It gives me um, the, the chance to just kind of bring life back to center, whether it's to see if I can get a little more strength out of my legs or if it's um, just to breathe properly.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Karen, thank you so much for sharing with us. This um, was really enlightening and, and very lovely. Thank
4: you. Thank you.
0: Gosh, Amanda, I just love, you know, it was like, oh, okay, mindfulness routine. I thought we'll probably talk about like you know, the call map and a little bit of journaling. And it's just, it's more of things to choose from. And I just love how people, you know, pick and choose and add it in when they need it. It's just really.
1: It's Agree. Just, yeah. Agree. I yeah. think I'm going to go to Amazon after this and order some coloring books. <laughs> um, <laughs> that well, sounds to me the most. <laughs> that, that's so funny because yesterday
0: when I was um, looking at a couple of things, I was like, maybe AMR should do a coloring book. Oh. <laughs> because <laughs> you know in, in like in our love the run you're with and and i think many happy miles yeah we do um we have coloring pages so people can keep track of their miles that way and there's like yeah you know, she yeah has like a 500 and a thousand you know it's annual and um so yeah yeah, yeah. i i don't th- then you need those little pens colored pencils with the sharp tips because yeah little t- i don't know
1: yeah okay. <laughs>
0: It's kind of like decorating cookies. Like, I think it sounds like a really good idea. And the first couple look okay. And then after that, I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to slap some icing on this. All nice say. <laughs> but but you know, maybe if it's the F word, I would just, you know, really groove with those little tiny pencils. Who knows? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Well, um, if you like what you heard here today and want more advice, insight, or entertainment, head over to our website, another com. We have years and years of content on our blog, which is searchable by topic. Again, that's another com. Our podcast today was produced in Portland, Oregon by Alex Ward from Sounds Like Pictures. Many happy miles.